I'm sorry to inform you, Captain. The probability of the United States losing the Cold War has risen to 99%. Star City, the seat of the Resistance, is predicted to fall in 2003. Hey there, everybody. I'm Brad. And I'm Court, and we'll be discussing the latest episode of Legends of Tomorrow titled Failsafe. We both write for PureFandom.com, and we have a lot to talk about after this week's episode. You can check out some of the other articles and reviews, as well as a bunch of other awesome writers over at PureFandom.com, like Brittany Santiago, who has a weekly post about Legends as well. Also, be sure to check out our other podcast, Sci-Fi Rewind. You can find that at SciFiRewind.com, that's S-C-I-F-Y, Rewind. We'll be recording that one immediately after this one. Right, and we usually discuss the latest TV and movie news, as well as some of our shows that we're currently watching, like The X-Files, The Magicians, Flash, Agent Carter, Walking Dead, and more. Tonight, though, we're going to delve into the latest episodes uh, of The Flash, and um, also we're going to talk about Deadpool, which was awesome. Oh, yes. Yeah. So much. So be sure to keep an eye out for that one. Again, it's Sci-Fi Rewind on your favorite podcast catcher, or head over to the website Brad gave you, www.scifirewind.com. Yes, folks, definitely check out that one. For now, though, we're going to be focused on the latest episode of Legends of Tomorrow. Court, let the good people know how they can reach us, and let's get on with this thing. Okay, you can find me on Twitter. I'm Jen Dev, and he is Brad ZB. Be sure to use the hashtag Peer Fandoms when you're talking about the TV show or when you're talking about any of your fandoms because we want to know what you want to hear about. Also, be sure to check out Peer Fandom on Facebook. Let us know what you want to talk about, basically. This week we're discussing Failsafe. That's episode five of the first season. It was directed by Dermot Dows. Writing credits go to Beth Schwartz and Grant Godfrey. Last week we left our team captive to Vandal Savage's minions. This week we see that they've been thrown into a Russian gulag during the height of the Cold War of 1986. Snart takes the lead this time, planning a much-needed prison break. You get it? Prison break? I, I get it, yes. <laughs> Mick teaches a very naive race some much-needed prison etiquette. Rip gives Sarah a secret side mission that could prove not only a, to be a liability, but fatal to the team, or parts of the team. Ultimately, the team end up in a very different Star City at the end of the episode. So, let's jump in and see what happened. You know, the thing I learned about this episode was I didn't know how to spell gulag right off the bat. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> it was like... <laughs> Gee, I, I don't use it in everyday sentences, so I'm like, uh, I'm not sure about that one. I was close, but, you know, word spell check works good. Yes, it does. Okay, and this week's jacks of the episode was Vandal Savage. Messed up. Well, you know, he was in the episode, but he didn't do anything, really. Jax did a whole lot of stuff this episode. Yes, he did, finally. You always have to have somebody in the episode that doesn't do anything because... They got so many characters in there. It's going to be like a hit or miss. I mean, you can't have everybody doing everything. That's just true. Even if you count Gideon, they have a lot of people. Right. Yeah. This We should just go with that. This week's Gideon of the episode was because she got to do our <laughs> intro and our outro. And that's pretty much well, all she got to do. Well, Gideon is still very useful always. True. That's yeah, very true. How do you think about when uh, Cisco shows up at the beginning there? Yeah, when Cisco showed up, it took me a second because I was like, wait a minute. I thought we stopped back in the 80s and people had gotten kidnapped and we were supposed to be starting in Russia or something. But wait a minute, what's going on? And yeah, it took me a second, like, I don't know. But then I finally realized they were messing with um, Dr. Stein's head. That darn red Sonia. <laughs> but it was the point where 
Cisco wasn't being sarcastic and he was all cleaned up and he was dressed all nicely and Yeah. I'm See, like, I didn't even mind that part, but then like Stein said he called him sir. I'm like, really? And no movie references for real? Yeah, and nothing. And he he wasn't even like Earth Two Cisco. He didn't have a weird samurai thing with his hair going on, so you know, it was Reverb. <laughs> Reverb. Doppelganger. So with the Firestorm storyline, we see that Vandal is trying to create an army of firestorms, or as I like to call them, Red Storm. I like that. Because it's the Soviet Union. It's okay. Trade market. Trade market. Trade it's market. awesome. Firestorm. Red Storm. Yeah. They have made it uh, into the research already, but they really haven't got anything going on. So you can't expect Vandal just to give up on this plan right after Stein leaves, you know, he's, he's, they got a pretty good foundation going on. Yeah. But doesn't a lot of it get blown up anyway when Red Sonja goes up? You would think they would have some other, you know, but, outside no, backup. this was the eighties. Like they didn't, they had floppy disks, but they didn't have everything. Everything was stored, was stored in one place. There was no network for it to be there, stored up in here in the cloud. There, was there is too. no cloud, Brad. There was, there was networks. There was backups. I had, a, I was a kid. I had a computer in the eighties. Before yeah, but you're dealing out. with villains who are suspicious of everybody. Oh, okay. So yeah. you don't think there's any paper things nah. backed up anywhere? No, nah, there is no cloud. There is no backup. So it was it. It went up with Red Sonja. So you're and saying that the, the fact that um, Stein is gone also, like they have nothing. So Red Sonja was the key to the whole Red Storm going on. Yeah, with, with like her, she was the closest to everything. With her gone, there will be no, no more advances in Red Storm. No. Red Storm is over. So you think that whole plot line's gone to the wayside? Yes. Now Pinky and the Brain is gonna—they're gonna think of something new. Like Vandal is Pinky, or the Brain, <laughs> or both. So what to do? Uh, let's talk about one of my favorite things this weekend was the Stein and Jack's connection. Okay. I really enjoyed the storyline with them this week. It's, I did too. I, I was. I, were they, was he really in his head? Like they, they, they had that connection going on, just like um, with what's her name, the Hawks. The Hawks had that connection where they had that psychic connection. They could talk to each other still. I think that's so, what they're leading up to. That yeah. they have this connection, but they don't know how to utilize it because Stein never did it with um, Ronnie. Yeah, and it's something that they can probably figure out later on because. Um, Jax knew when he was in pain and they were doing when stuff. he was being tortured and he couldn't sleep for two days. They said, "Right." So I think okay. there's, I think it's something that's going to grow in the future. The show that I think it's one of those things. I think the more time they spend together mm-hmm. and not argue, right, the more that they kind of realize things are, you know, they have much more compatibility. Like I think they need to embrace their inner Mister Miyagi's. Right. Exactly. I'm totally with it. But one of the things I was also wondering about this week was, uh, so in order to send a message to Stein, Mm -hmm. Jax decides to carve up his arm. Mm -hmm. Are they stuck with we're coming on their arms? Maybe uh, Gideon can find a way. Does she have like micro nanonites or something? Like a bad tattoo that you get from a hungover weekend? Even better. Like, no, I, I doubt we'll see that stuck there. Like, they'll fix that. Okay, so if they fix that, and then this leads back to my second question. Gideon oh, can goodness. fix issues with skin. Can <laughs> Gideon fix Jax's knee? Eventually, if she wanted to. 
or if they ask her to. I'm, I'm not sure that Jax will ask her to do that, though. Why wouldn't he? I mean, he was kind of he was running, and I you get you get a point. He was running across. He thought he was so fast. He's like he he runs across the thing. He throws the breaker, and he's like Barry Allen, who because he's that fast. <laughs> I don't, maybe maybe he'll get her to fix it after this episode, so that he can really be um, Barry Allen air quotes. I'm sorry, because that sounded painful, and I've had a knee issue before. I'm like, fix it. I'm saying if she can fix it, there there's every reason to want all of these people at the top form. Right. So yeah, I totally agree with that. Why not have them up there? Yeah, um, I'm just very happy that they're finally at peace with their relationship, right. Stein and Jax. I know that was like they had the best little conversation there. Yeah, like, and I, I don't want any more strife between them. Like dealing with this, like your partners. That's it. It's over. Let's go. It showed how much more connected they are. Mm-hmm. versus how they used to be where they were I think it's even more of a connection than Stein had it with Ronnie. Yeah. Because they're they're both there and Jax was feeling the adverse effects of you know what happens to Stein. Yeah. Which kind of leads you down that weird little wormhole of if Stein is killed, what's that do to Jax? Well, the same thing that happened after Ronnie died. Like okay. that other part of him died. He wouldn't be able to survive without Stein. Right. But it's a different, it, it's, he's a different selection than Stein is. Stein is like the brain part mm-hmm. and Jax is the body. Uh, right. would, it, would it affect him differently than it did Stein? Maybe because we saw that with Red Sonia where um, he was in her head and she was the body. Yeah. And he so, left and yeah. she blew up. That's, that's yeah. kind of where I was going with how yeah, would that Even when Stein was talking to her, you know, later uh, or before that Stein was talking to her, trying to keep it, keep it a secret that he's the part, he's the missing piece. Like as if he goes, I don't know that there's another part that could be put in there. Like how do you make that inner part to firestorm? Right. Yeah. Not yeah. a clue how you do that. Unless you go to another Earth. You know who you know who does know that, though? Who? Stein knows that. He's not going to tell you, but he knows how to do it. Yeah, I don't want him to tell it. Don't torture him. Leave the old men alone. Yes. So let's move on to our other interesting pairing of the week. Can I just say how much I enjoy all the different pairings? Like, they've managed to keep switching people up, mm-hmm. and it, it just works every week. Because, you know, these two, they're stuck together. They're hanging out, and... Hey. Howdy. How you doing? What the hell are you doing? Just being friendly? This must be where they keep the VIPs. This is prison, jackass. There are no VIPs. <laughs> it's the best pairing ever. This is definitely the best pairing ever. I think that um, Leo got a little jealous. Snart was very jealous at the end of the episode. Like, I it's supposed so to be you and me, man. Oh, yeah, exactly. We do the prison break thing together. We can leave him here. And Mick's like, no, we can't. Sorry. I know, because he's like, no, we can't leave him. I mean, it's me and you, and that's not how it does. Because after Ray took the beat down for uh, Mick, he he kind of changed his whole outlook on things. See, there is honor among thieves and and, and wealthy geniuses. Right. It was it was interesting. I really liked the change in Mick in this episode. Yeah, he, he's becoming a very interesting character. We still don't know a lot about him, but. Like he ha- he has an honor to him. I like it. Now there is there's some comic book stuff about him that we could go into, but I don't really know if I want to go into that because we have this issue. Well, I have this issue with this other show that I watch about comic book people spoiling things. Yeah, don't do it. So I'm not, not do really going to say anything 
but there's a backstory to uh, to to Mech, and I'm waiting to see how it comes up and how if it changes or anything. Yeah, I'm just gonna trust that they'll show us whatever we need to see for the show. And like when it, when the first season ends, if I'm still curious about it, then we'll talk about it. Well, we did see his. We did see he was burned. Mm-hmm. Yes, we did. And we did see his fascination with the fire because he's staring at the flame. Heatwave, dude. I I'm just saying these things are things that tie in, but yeah. that's what I'm saying. He's staring at the flame. He was hypnotized by the flame. Mm-hmm. So these are things that tie in with, you know, the comic book world. Yeah. And so I'm looking forward to seeing how, you know, what we learn about more about the burn scars on his arms and everything else and his aversion to cold because mm-hmm. he has a big one um, and how that all comes through. I It's it's a great pairing. And I mean, seriously, after that whole entire time <laughs> with the, the Eagle Scout wanting Salisbury <laughs> steak and everything. <laughs> And getting beat up. I just, I love the way they ended that. It was great. Yeah, they were definitely my favorite part. Whereas Stein and Jax were yours. Like, these two are my favorite part of the episode. Well, I, yeah, I like Stein and Jax. See, this is my issue also. I like Stein and Jax, but I, you know I'm a big Cold and Heat fan. Yeah. But I thought Stein and Jax had a really good, um, it was good character development on their part. Agreed. And it was good character development on Mick's part. Mm-hmm. But not necessarily anybody else's. Yeah, because Barry's boo. I mean, Ray's who Ray is. Yeah, and Snart was kind of developing on his own with Sarah, but it wasn't as much as I thought that Stein and Jack said. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm at with that. I'm with it. All right. So what about Snart and Sarah? It was interesting to see how Snart became the one to get Sarah out of the role as the assassin. Yeah. Because Rip sets her up going, okay, if things go bad, you need to kill off Stein. Kill off the old man because, you know, we can't have him take out the rest of the world. Yeah, because if Red Storm actually got out and started taking over the world and they had an army of firestorms, like they showed Central City, or was it Star City? They showed Star City in 2016 and it was like destroyed. Right. But... It was interesting how she would. She actually says it too. When she was in the League of Assassins, if she didn't carry out a hit, she got punished that was worse than being killed. And the fact that she changed her mind on it and decided to do the right thing versus doing what she was told, mm-hmm. it was a big change. And how Leonard has moved from that role of criminal. And, you know, he did say that he has never uh, killed anybody in a job. And he considers everybody in his, on the team, you know, a member of his team. Yeah, but he was ready to leave Raymond. But I think that whole entire thing with when Mick said, you know, well, here it is. Let me just play this. What about him? We can't ditch him. He won't survive. Two guards walking out of here. Not suspicious. Two guards carrying him out. Suspicious. He took a beating for me. Raymond would take a beating for a total stranger. Mick, if our time in the camp taught us anything, it's we look after each other. It's you and me, right? And that's the point where I think that, I know Snart was working on Sarah beforehand, but when Mick says that he's not going to leave Ray, I think that was a big turning point because he's like, well, damn, he's not going to change. Right. Okay, so... 
these are our people. We're not going to leave any of them behind. So this is, I think that's where he started to, that was a progression on his part as well. Okay. That's just where I'm at. Or Mick. Mick. Yeah. Did no, I get, agreed. Did I get and my name? Like when you up? just played that back, uh, Leonard, he's very logical about, about things. Like he's very good with plans because he sticks to the, the way they're supposed to be. Mostly. Right. Unless he's still on a diamond. Or emerald, or whatever the thing was. Well, that was one of the things that Mick said when he was in the in the jail cell with Ray as well. Ray said, "What would you die for?" And you know, Mick said something about the the best heist or whatever like that. And yeah. Ray was like, "I think our versions are the same thing." Yeah. We just look at them differently. So yeah, but Sarah bridging that gap and changing into realizing that she doesn't have to do what she's told, mm-hmm. I guess, right? Is that kind of where it was before with the League of Assassins? Yeah. I, it, was, it, was, it was interesting. I like that. I'm, I'm, looking more, I'm looking forward to these characters more each week and the things that they change in. Well, we didn't, we didn't really talk about uh, Kendra too much. She shows up in the episode long enough to distract Vandal Savage. Right. Like and- he wants a piece of her. And now that we know why he wants a piece of her, I think it's just so gross. Because <laughs> either he wants her to love him, and she's like, that's never happening. Yeah. Or he wants to eat her, yeah. which is so gross. Vandal Savage is like one white van with can- free candy on the side away from you know being a creep. Yeah. No, no, he's definitely uh, a creeper. He's, he's already there, yeah. 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 Free candy for everybody. So initially, uh, Rip wanted to keep Kendra and Jax out of the fight completely. He's like, why, why would we give um, Savage to the things that he definitely wants? The other half of Firestorm and Kendra. But of it, course, they're like, uh, th- this isn't going to work. It makes sense. Yeah. Why would you do that? You're putting your most valuable people out there. Agreed. But in the end, they do turn out to be assets. And the soundbite that I didn't get was, you know, you're missing putting your your most valuable pieces of the chessboard out on the table. So yeah, Yeah. because that was it. It was the whole thing. But they use it to their distraction. They use it to their advantage. Like as soon as he saw Kendra, like he was off mission, he was ready to go after her instead of focusing on uh, firestorm or anything else. It would be nice if they would notice this and take care of it and figure that out one day. And then what they could do is they could send Kendra out there as a distraction and get Vandal to go on his own. And then everybody could jump Vandal and tie him down and take him back to the ship where they could restrain him. And Kendra could come in and just stab him and be done with <laughs> That would be nice, yeah. But then the show would be over. Oh, okay. So scratch that. We don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Can we just get Carter back soon-ish? It's not going to happen this season. At the end of the season. Maybe. Like Baby Carter will show up. Baby Carter. Baby hey, Carter. How are you doing? Not full-fledged. I know everything and I'm so arrogant. Uh, can we, before we, I think we've gone through a lot of stuff here, but let's go with, uh, the fact that if Stein isn't watched, he will kill himself. Yeah. He'll sacrifice himself. It's it's fascinating. I think what he means to say is run. Because he'll hang out there and watch her blow up. Well, that's like he roofied Jax in the first episode. He like does, forget morality i want to go travel back in time he's smart but sometimes he's like oh my god this would be so cool to watch 
Like, that's the pothead in him from decades ago. Is that what it is? Uh, yes. <laughs> okay, so we're, we get to the ship. Everything's good to go. Everybody's gotten ta- uh, picked up. And Boba Fett comes back. Of course he does. He, of course, interrupts the toast and stuff. Just so you know, I know you're more than just a thief. You took a beating for me. We're even. End of story. Well, thank you. More drinking, less feeling. Well, that wasn't the actual toast that I was going for, <laughs> but yeah, this this other toast. To rip to things not going according to his plan. There you go. That one and the one where Stein says, to us, we're finally getting the mission right without almost screwing up time. <laughs> like, I cheered when he said that. Yes. Like, because you, you recognize that you almost screwed up time so many times. Exactly. Because, you know, <laughs> we mess it up. And then Boba Fett ends up chasing him down and shoots him down out of the time stream. He's still Oops. there. Sorry about that. They land in, what did we say? It was 2046-ish or something? Uh, was it 2023 or 2046? I have to go back. It was definitely the future future. It wasn't now. And we have Smoke Industries? Yes, we do. So Felicity. Felicity took over everything? Yeah, well, technically, Ray gave her the company anyway. It was Palmer Tech before, but I guess after he disappeared, she was like, you know what? This is mine. And so, it was Smoke Industries. Can we go with the interesting fact that Smoke Industries was the only building standing while everything else was destroyed? Interesting. It was kind of like the, what was it, Back to the Future 2? Yeah. When Biff had everything. Oh, that casino. Of, and the rest of the town was down. <laughs> yeah. She's a new Biff. Okay. So who is this uh, uh, Green Archer guy? Connor Hawk. The son of Green Arrow? Maybe. Uh, We did meet the son of Green Arrow. This might be another son because uh, this one's um, either biracial or um, African-American. Right. And he doesn't have any idea who anybody is. Yeah. Hey, Oliver, look. I, I know it's been a long time, but don't you remember that Rip Hunter recruited us to become legends? I've never heard of any legends. Unless he's the Green Arrow's great-grandson. Because, like I said, we know that um, he had he has a son. Right. And there's actually comic book stuff on this one as well. There is, too, and I kind of know it, but I don't want to see it. Uh, it's, uh, and this is where we're going to be fine with. We're not going to give up to comic book stuff anymore. Okay. Because I like it that way. There is stuff out there. If you want to Google it yourself, Google it yourself. If you don't want right. to, watch the show and be surprised when it shows up. Cause yeah, because we were talking about this earlier. We've both been burned by people who have read comics for stuff that we watch, and then they just blurt it out. Right. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. Me either. I don't want to be that girl. Yeah. See, it's never good. <laughs> yeah, but that's all I got on this episode. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing them in the future next week, though. Oh, I'm I am so looking forward to that episode. Yeah, it's going to be so much fun. Okay, here's my one question from this episode, though. Mm-hmm. Um, my one other question before the scarring of Jackson sign, we are coming. <laughs> um, it's like if they should have said JJS, it was you know no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Vandal is blown up in this episode. How does he reform? Is it like a T-1000 type of thing where all his parts just join back together or the League of Assassins have to put him back together? Or how does that work? 
I'm not sure how it works. I know that, that remember the flash crossover, the flare over mm-hmm. back in December. Remember they blew them up back then too. And that, um, was it John Barrowman's John Barrowman's character came and took the pieces of him that were left. So I right. guess maybe he can kind of gestate and grow. Yeah, I don't know. So hopefully it takes some time though, and he'll be like off the playing board for a while. It's not like with Carter and Kendra where they have to be born again. Off like the, he can he can come back off the playing board for a while. It's time travel. He's not off the play, playing. Board. Well, on that part of the timeline, so that might be another reason why there was no Red Sonia or Red Storm after oh, that. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yes, I see. Yeah, all right, that makes a lot of sense. Yes. Uh, favorite moment: Ray taking the beating for Heat Wave. Ray getting to know prison and trying to talk to people in prison yes. and making friends. And then, like you said, taking the beat down. It was just Ray. I'm telling you, Ray is one of my favorite characters. He, I'm Ray is growing on me or shrinking yeah. on me. One and two. <laughs> what else you got? That was it. I'm just really excited for next week. I am too. I can't really wait for it. So there was a little bit of spoilerish things that kind of came out previously. Yes. Do you want to talk about those a little bit? Uh, the Oliver and a goatee? Yeah, we can talk about that. Uh, maybe last month, Stephen Amell announced that he would be showing up on Legends of Tomorrow soon, sooner than later, uh, as an older version of his character, Oliver. Um, Oliver Queen. <laughs> and uh, like he'll have the, the goatee and everything, and I think he'll be missing an arm because apparently he lost an arm in the damn sorry in the comic <laughs> we did say spoiler as she that, that we moment did. in time we did. so we're we clear here yeah. it may or may not happen it's we'll have to see the goatee he did post it on twitter though so we're good to go yeah for sure we spent two episodes in the 70s two episodes in the 80s you think we'll spend two episodes in the future as well is this like a routine going on that would make sense like everything's a two-parter I would. I'm down with that. Yeah. So, but where to after that? Back to 2016. Uh, Jonah Hex. <gasps> Yay! Dun, dun, Talk about spoilers, Brad. I we're in the spoiler section. Okay. So we're good. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm throwing it out there. I would like. Yeah, because we got a glimpse of him in something else. Spoiler! 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 <laughs> <laughs> so, anything else you got on this one? No, that's it for me. So if you aren't already there, head on over to purefandom.com. Check out some of the other killer articles posted there. We both have a lot of different articles that we post. There are some other great writers on that site, and it's filling up with amazing fandom articles that you need to read. Yes, and it's sci-fi and non-sci-fi stuff. Like I recently participated in a Gilmore Girls Roundtable, and it was awesome. Awesome. And be sure to check out my Man Crush Monday article tomorrow. It'll be something special. Cool. So we'll be doing this podcast every week as per usual. So please be sure to let us know what you thought of an episode. Again, hit us up on the Pure Fandom Facebook page or tweet out with Pure Fans, hashtag Pure Fans. We want to hear from you. And if you have a favorite moment from this week's episode, hit us up in the comment section below and let us know. Otherwise, we will see you next week. Later. Or in the future. The projections of the future are back to normal. 